Hey everyone, we have a very special episode of Comedy History 101 for you today on the history of Don Rickles and the Mob. The catalyst for this is, you might have seen the movie, The Irishman, where Don Rickles, played by comedian Jim Norton, we forgot to mention that in the upcoming episode, uh, has a little run-in with gangster Joey Gallows, Crazy Joe Gallo. But before we jump into the episode, quick plug, tonight, December 6, 8 p.m., I'll be performing at the Crane Theater. I'll be performing my solo show, Harmon Leon's American Horror Story. Come out for that. Uh, December 13th and 14th, I'll be in San Francisco at Piano Fight, 9 p.m., performing Friday night, Jokioki, my show, stand-up comedy karaoke, Jokioki, and Saturday night, once again, San Francisco edition of Harmon Leon's American Horror Story. And before we jump into the episode, take some time to give us some stars on Apple, iTunes, make some comments. That's why we've been off for a while, you know? We, we need the cash for advertising so we can do more episodes for you people who we care about. And without further ado... You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101. It was my day. When I first started out, it was a lot of sand and a lot of guys that talked like, uh, hey, Frank, what do you want to do later? Yeah. <laughs> and these guys went to college. Uh-huh. Yeah, I see. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and they all sat around smelling their guns. And, uh,. <laughs> Smelling their guns. That's right. Smelling their guns. I That's have... it. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, smelling the guys. There was a lot of wise guys, and then mm-hmm. you know, everybody was Vito Bumbum, Charlie Barbarano. You know. Yeah. <laughs> My luck. A couple of those guys will be alive, and you'll yeah. see me up here like this. <laughs> ah. Now, are are any of those uh, guys still alive? Nah, they're all dead. That's good. <laughs> Thank God, because it can be dangerous if you're talking about nah, those there's guys. There's no chance they're dead. They're dead. Yeah. Are you sure? If they're not dead, I got a problem. Oh! Wow. <laughs> so what you heard there was a clip from uh, the David Letterman show. Remember the David Letterman show, Scott? Yeah, I do. I enjoyed the David Letterman shows. Yeah, and that and that was the legendary Don Rickles talking about his time working for the mob in Las Vegas. And of course, you've tuned into another episode of Comedy History 101. <laughs> Where we school you in comedy. I'm Harmon Leon. We've been off for a while. And with me is Scott Kalonico. We've been off for a while. Yeah. That was, was that, why, why do you make like a scary ghost noise when you do school you in comedy? Oh, um, because we're just Are emphasizing we haunted, the point that. We're haunted by the um, ghost of comedy. Comedy is what you're going to be schooled in. Oh, okay. But that's wiser. Because we school <laughs> you right, in but comedy. Why is there a scary ghost sound? <laughs> That's why I don't get that. Part. Oh, are you all right? Yeah. Are you haunted by I'm the sick. ghost sound? <coughs> I'm, I'm do you need Do you need a cookie? Would Would say Don Rickles. Uh, I need a little shot of Mister Warmth. Is what I need, Harmon. 
Ah, Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, what, what was he, he? Oh, he was called. He was called the the Merchant of Venom. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> that, that was one of his titles. Yeah. But he was he was he was. But as his song would say at the end of uh, comedian Don Rickles' act is. Uh, He's a nice guy. Yeah. That was his big closing song. I'm a nice guy. Oh, he is a nice guy, dude. He he's equal insult com- comedian. I think I think uh just to just before we jump into the theme of this episode, I think Don Rickles is up there with like Moms Mabley, who we have talked about on this podcast on our episode on the history of Moms Mabley. Is uh you know, he started out, I believe, in the forties as a stand-up comedian. Definitely he started in the fifties. Um but through time, he actually kind of grew more into his character, like, the older he got. Like, he died at the age of 90 and was performing up until the end. Where at the end, it was just, like, kind of funny, just like a, just a really grouchy old guy. Yeah, but that, which, which he was when he was younger, too, so. Yeah, yeah, just like Moms Mabley would play, uh, like, in the 40s, she would play, she would dress as an old lady and then eventually just grew into the character yeah. of actually becoming an old lady and <laughs> equally as funny. That's what as as in her actually I would say like in her later days she was funnier. You think so? Okay. Because she just had right. that edge to her. All right. But uh but the reason why we're talking Scott, 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 the reason why we're talking about uh said Don Rickles, um hey, do you do you, Scott, do you have the Netflix? Um I do. I do I watch the Netflix, yeah. On, on on the Netflix, did, have you watched uh, the movie that everyone is raving about, The Irishman? Yeah, I mean, um, we can rave or not rave about it. Uh, I've, I'm about two two thirds of the way through. I'm I'm enjoying it. <laughs> and and then how many weeks has it taken you to get a that couple far? Weeks, oh, it's yeah. a long movie. It's huh? a couple weeks. That's yeah, a... <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's good. Yeah, you know. I think it's good. I mean, I think they could easily have broken it into like a mini series, you know, a la what we see, you know, a lot on uh, Netflix, you know, several parts. Yeah. Uh, again, though, there's a thing about Scorsese as sort of a thing in later era Hitchcock. Uh, no one's going to say no to him. No, that's the thing. That's that's <laughs> if the he's th- going to make a three and a half hour movie. No one's going to say Maybe make it a little short. Yeah, no, that's the same thing, you know, with George Lucas going, maybe not have a talking racist, um, you know, cartoon character in your movie. Nobody's going to say no, a la Jar Jar Binks. Were you talking about CP? No, I'm thinking about Jar Jar Binks, dude. Oh, yeah, that that was, uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think think we digress a little little bit, bit. but um, uh, what ties us into this episode is there's that scene in The Irishman of... uh, Scott, who is playing at the Copa Cabana? Uh, Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. This is tying all together yep. from what we were talking about up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Rickles is playing. Uh, or there's an actor playing Don Rickles right. uh, performing at the Copa right. Cabana. And he's performing for said uh, notorious gangster Crazy Joe Gallo. Crazy, Crazy Joe. <laughs> It's okay to laugh. I make fun of everybody. That's why God put us on this earth, to laugh. I work everyone. I make fun of blacks. I make fun of Jews. I work gypsies. I work Italians. Well, not those Italians. No, 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 no. It's okay, Joe. I got the money. Oh, shoot. Be very careful about what you say. But uh, all kidding aside, happy birthday, Joey. Same time. Do you, what, what, what do you know about Crazy Joe Gallo? 
Um, well, and, and don't spoiler alert how this uh, story is going to end. But prior to his death, what do you know about? Well, let me just say, um, was he crazy? Uh, yeah, that is what I'm going to say, dude. He was. Was his name Joe? Yes, <laughs> that is what I'm going to. I'm going to say I'm like the guy that did do his book report in school. I would just, I would just say he was, he was a crazy mob character. Oh God! Is that as big as you can get? Yeah, that is, that is it. Man. I mean, crazy is in his moniker. Yeah. <laughs> or we could have used his other moniker, which I also know is the blonde. The blonde. Okay. Well, you saw, but you've been to the where he got shot. Did you have been? To, oh, you're gonna oh, spoil it. No, we got okay. All right, all right. Not this story, but no. I guess if if you've seen the Irishman, you know that the night that Joe Gallo got gunned down on, I believe it was like his forty second. 43rd birthday, um, he went to go see a show of Don Rickles. Ah, okay, yeah. That's right. So I guess what we want to get at is how accurate or inaccurate the Irishman was. But before we jump into that scenario of uh, what happened that night with Crazy Joe Gallo, um, let's let's do you want to make some um, going back in the way back time machine music? Like sound effect for us. <laughs> All right, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back a little bit. So, so, so hold on, wait, we're not, we're um, not there yet. So, oh wait, there's a little bit more. Yeah, it's got to slow down. Time machine. No, no, you can extend it longer because we have the power of. <laughs> no, it's done to now. Shorten it now to the there. right. It's worked. Amount. It worked. The time portal worked. <laughs> So Scott, Whoa. okay, hell. Oh there my God, go. yeah. dude! Can you wipe off that microphone I know, before. Jesus. Oh. Before you let that uh, that business podcast money talk, I know. Before uh, crazy, use your microphone after you in the studio. In here. Yeah, yeah. So Scott, was it common or uncommon, as seen in the movie The Irishman, for comedians <laughs> to play? Oh, dude. Yeah. What's going it's on? Just, there? It's cold and flu season, dude. In the <laughs> in the in the frozen north, dude. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Scott, was it was it common or uncommon for comedians to perform in front of mafioso gangsters it, back in the day? It was because let me tell you a little, a little history here, Harmon. This will be my uh, oh please do my oh you know something this on this my contribution. please do yes. So basically, what happened was back in the 1920s, you had. Um, uh, it was prohibition. Like you couldn't drink legally in the United States. Now, actually, technically, you could drink legally, but you couldn't buy, sell, or buy or sell booze. I think that was the deal. Um, yeah. Also, just a footnote on that: uh, it was uh, kind of put into place to be kind of racist. Oh, really? Prohibition. Okay. Yeah, because it wasn't so much about not having alcohol; it was so much about the gathering place of the. Local tavern. Oh, yeah. And let's say, as far as immigrants go, who was, like, say, in New York, congregating in the local tavern as sort of like a community hall? New immigrants. Oh, okay. So back then, just to show us how our racism paradigm has shifted, uh, the racism then was such new immigrants as those shifty Irish and those crazy... Germans yeah. who would all kind of gather together. Yeah. So in a sense, besides like just sort of taking the standpoint that there shouldn't be alcohol, it was like also about breaking up these gathering points of uh, new immigrants congregating Ooh. in the tavern. Well, it didn't work very well. Because yeah, but it, uh, <laughs> so so Scott, if, if you were a rich guy, yeah. how how would that work out? For well, you? it would. It didn't really matter. <laughs> if, if you, okay, let's let's just say if you're the guy who looks like. Um, 
the guy on the Monopoly yeah, box. Okay, yeah, with my top hat and you my know, monocle. wearing some sp- and, yeah. and some spats. Yeah. Well, I would head. <laughs> Could you go drink? Yeah, I would head down to what was was uh, the known as the local speakeasy, which is usually probably one of these old taverns, but they've just kind of pretended that it was closed, and then usually oh. more often than not, run by some Italian uh, immigrants who would. Uh, Smuggle the booze in from out of the country, usually um, Canada for the most part, Canadian whiskey, or as, make it themselves. As we've seen in the Untouchables. Yep, or make it themselves in your bathtub gin. But you'd go into these speakeasies and you could get yourself, uh, you know, watch a little bit of a show, get yourself a gin, martini, or what have you. But then when Prohibition ended, the. Uh, 1933. 1933, thanks to FDR, uh, saved the country. Um, and so what happened was Prohibition was repealed, so the people who controlled all all these speakeasies, the mob, were left like with these huge empty buildings. So what they started doing was converting them into nightclubs because that was the best way for them to – they figured they could make money because they had, they had a big establishment and they had access to booze. So like why not, why not put, on, um, put on a show? Because before like the appeal of the speakeasy was that you couldn't drink liquor, so you had to go there. Right. And later on, they had to like, hey, well, what we're going to do is we'll put on a show. So that's where then you had the big explosion in the 1940s of like singers, mm-hmm. dancers, and stand-up comedians. Ah, so uh-huh. Scott, what you're saying is uh, said speakeasy had to change its business model. More or less. Yeah, and which which <laughs> the, um, the which actually comes to the uh, the stand-up comedian because this is actually uh, the the the, the is, uh, supposed to have originally originally. Supposed to have originated as a mob term, Harmon. Yeah, well, we've heard it like in Goodfellas and whatnot. Uh-huh. Like, he's a stand-up guy. Yeah. He's a stand-up guy. Right. So at the time, uh, not only did the mob also, uh, run such nightclubs, but they also ran professional boxing. So they would there'd be the term like, he's a stand-up fighter. And, you know, as they would say, he's a stand-up guy, uh, they would refer to comedians as, he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Yep, that's it. So that's where we get our So, we, I always thought it was because they were standing up. That's what I thought, too. But, <laughs> and, but it, it's a good thing we do this podcast because we educate ourselves. Well, we do, well. indeed. We can learn. <laughs> we can learn from ourselves. Yeah, so like you were saying, is uh, they had to shift the business model of the speakeasy. So, before they had, you know, the goons standing at the door going... Uh, who do you, you know, you always had to do like a password as they yeah. look through like a little thing that you open up. Uh, they now became sort of the, the, the public face of, of the nightclub that would be kind of like, uh, the greet the public. And, and of course, like in the forties, uh, saw the rise of Las Vegas through one, say Bugsy Siegel, who was actually, Kind of one of my people, a Jewish gangster. Yeah, well, so, come on, don't take, don't take all the Mister Passports. Hey, all, the all right, hey. Well, you know, you know, what was interesting is that I was when you're doing the uh, like where the the mob first started like um, getting their their hold was like Miami. Miami was like Las Vegas before Las Vegas, and so Miami was like ah. where all the all bets were off or on, as they would say. Yeah. Yeah. So you had your a, your your yep. race racetracks, your gambling, your your speak not speakeasies, but your you know your shows, your hotels, your beaches. It was all there. Yeah, and that was part of the Cuban Revolution. Was uh, 
uh, who was it? Batista was the president yeah. at the time yeah. of Cuba, yeah. and uh, is it was essentially becoming mob run. And you know, back in the day, uh, you know, just going with the comedian aspect, uh, Jerry Lewis played in Cuba, so essentially they were just turning. Uh, I guess the phrase was they're turning Cuba into the whorehouse of the Caribbean. Hey. I forgot. Who. Hey. No, no, it was a quote. That was actually a quote from uh, I forgot who said it. And thus, you know, turn the rise of Cuba wanting to take back their country right. and, and by one, say, Fidel Castro. Ooh, yeah, and there's actually that scene in The Irishman where they're selling uh, weaponry to the Cubans fighting Fidel. Uh, but uh, Because it was the mafia trying to take back or win the island or, or kind of doing like a, a Ronald Reagan and uh, funding the, the, the contrast. Oh yeah. Well, what's even weirder about that scene is um, the guy who greets them and they don't really make a big deal out of it, but the guy who greets them with big ears. Uh, no, no, no. The other guy, the, the guy who greets them is, um, yeah. was it big ears? Maybe it was big ears, but it's David. F- yeah, it's big ears. David Ferry who figures in the, um, all the JFK assassination conspiracy stuff. Who was a real guy, and that's also that's the guy yeah. who who Joe Pesci played in JFK. Oh wow! And so, what was what's the conspiracy theory? I know we're 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 completely off the course. Well, of yeah, we're not. But it's I, all right. You know, I, it ties back together. And what's the JFK was, conspiracy uh, theory with Biggie? He was running guns for. Castro, they were running guns into Cuba to help fight Castro, and they were doing it through New Orleans, and somehow, mm-hmm. like, he was hooked up, David Ferry was hooked up with Lee Harvey Oswald, and everybody said they didn't know each other, and then this picture came out of those two guys, like, hanging out, you know, at this, um... Ah! Yeah. So, so, so David Ferry was a lot like Trump. Yeah, he was like, yeah. <laughs> where, where he never says he knows anyone, no. and then the next day later, there's a picture of them with their arms around each other. They're smiling. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that, that was kind of that was a, an interesting little. Um, uh, um, what would you say? Interesting little cameo, if you know what you're looking for. Oh yeah, yeah. Did did not know yeah. that. Did not know that. But like, so like you said, you know, nightclubs popped up. Uh, you know, first uh, the business model was in Miami, which got you know taken to Las Vegas, and throughout all these speakeasies, pretty much every. Every major city in America had a nightclub, uh, you know, be it, uh, you know, Baltimore or Philly or New York. You know, some had several nightclubs. And if they did have a nightclub, chances are more than not, it was run by the mob. Right. That was my point. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us to, uh, so uh, going back forward to... uh, our, our, our catalyst of this episode is, uh, of course, uh, if you're a comedian, you performed in a club owned by the mob. And before we jump into the scene in The Irishman, um, there's always these great uh, interview clips. Uh, like I heard this great one with uh, uh, Bob Newhart. <laughs> and and uh, so the shift from the mob owning, like, say, Las Vegas and running nightclubs uh, to what is now, which is basically corporations owning the casinos, was uh, in the 70s. And Bob Newhart, <laughs> he actually said he kind of liked it better when, I think he called it like the fellows ran. Yeah, the outfit, or what they <laughs> called them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said like, it, uh, it was kind of just like, you know, it was, the thing about the mob was they were, they were showbiz people. Right. They were, <laughs> the business of show. 
Yeah, so they really kind of cared and looked after uh, their performers. Uh, most case in point, Frank, one Frank Sinatra. Right. Yeah, so if you were a comedian, you did work for the mob of, of that era, as you know Don Rickles did in 1972, where he was playing at uh, the Coca Cabana, which I didn't think was still around. It's actually still in New York. Is it? You should go visit. We should do like a, a whole... Yeah, I, I believe it's on like 60th Street. So I thought that was like one of those places like, you know, the, the Cotton Club that, <laughs> you know, kind of just went out of business uh, years ago, but it's still there. It's like the fake like the fake cavern in um, Liverpool. Liverpool. Let me, so before, I will let you expand on the, um, the Irishman scene, Harmon. And before, but sure. before I want to, I want to set it up a little bit. This is like the whole thing about um, wh- how how serious the mob guys are about. You know, like if if the mob booked you to play at one of their clubs, you play at one of their clubs, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't go to like you know another gang's club or something like this. Have you have you heard of a comedian called Joe E. Lewis? Um, Joey Lewis wasn't he in some like it hot? Um, he was more of a comedian. He was just kind of a TV comedian. No, I haven't. Okay, Scott, I haven't heard about um, Joey Lewis. Yeah, actually, <laughs> no, he no, he was just in a bunch of movies in like the um, the 30s and 40s. Anyway, he was playing at one of um in Chicago back in the 20s, Roaring 20s. He was playing at one of Al Capone's clubs, and he decided that he didn't want to play there anymore, so he decided to go just you know unannounced. Uh, before mentioning this to Mr. Capone, he decided he'd just go play another gang's club, and they found out about it, and two of, two of Capone's lieutenants uh, found Joey Lewis, um, beat the crap out of him, and they um, cut his neck. Uh, thinking he was Ooh. thinking he was dead and left him for dead and he didn't die wound up living and uh, Capone felt so bad about it he uh, gave him ten thousand dollars to kind of help help get him better to help his yeah throat. yeah so so that's how wow, so the man's got a heart of gold yeah that's how <laughs> but that's how serious my point would be that's how serious the mob uh, took comedians playing at their clubs. Yeah, yeah. And again, there's that classic story of Shecky Green. Mm-hmm. Do you know Shecky Green? Shecky Green, yes. Comedian. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, I think uh, he was somehow he pissed off the mob and Frank Sinatra saved his life. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, his, he saved his life by saying, okay, I think that's enough, yeah, guys. That's because he was, <laughs> he was insulting people. Yeah, I mean, there's those guys. There's um, uh, Polly Shore's dad. Who uh, was one of those uh, the uh, uh, Sammy Shore? Who was one of the kind of mm-hmm. the, he'd run had run to they somebody in one when he was starting out, somebody got shot in a mob hit in one of his mm-hmm. his uh, the, the clubs he was performing at, and he just picked up a trumpet and started playing. Oh, when the Saints go marching in, and kind of, he actually <laughs> apparently he kind of covered it up so like enough of the audience didn't freak out, and the club owner was like, "Oh my God, you saved my club." You know, and booked him oh, for wow. another two weeks. Um, and then, if I could just touch on one more kind of mob-based um, uh, comedian, there's a lot of them. So there was uh, there was um, uh, Larry Storch. Larry Storch. There was Rosemary Amster- Rosemary from um, uh, Dick Van Dyke Show. She played in a lot of clubs that were owned by the owned by the mob. She had some stories. And what was interesting was uh, Pat Harrington Senior. 
who was a Canadian mm-hmm. comedian who kind of ran with uh, some of the big guys back in the day. Um, I think they would open up. Uh, Jackie Gleason was kind of part of his uh, his act where they would play these mob clubs. But per- Pat Harrington Sr., the father of um, Schneider on One Day at a Time, Pat Harrington Jr. So that's a little. Oh, wow. Yes. That's, that's another Netflix tie-in. Isn't that on Netflix right now? They're doing like a reboot. Um, the updated, <laughs> the updated uh, uh, one day at a time. As if we. Um, there's a but. So Larry Storch was from uh, F Troop. Yeah, wasn't yeah, he? yeah. And but he was he was like a blue kind of comedian too. Like he, he yeah. yeah. So I think he went to go work in Vegas, and he turned up, and the first thing they asked him is, "Can can you drive a car?" Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like uh, just sort of like he said, I'm here, I'm doing the comedy. Yeah, but can you drive a car? Right. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> so I think they wanted some oh, uh, extra duties right. yeah. from him. They wanted him to <laughs> run a few errands for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, a lot of colorful characters, which also um, I forgot that the guy's name from the, who was actually on the TV show The Sopranos. But one of those that guy, uh, one of the guys from The Sopranos, actually, after The Sopranos became the manager of, I think it was the Improv in Las Vegas. So they had a guy be the manager who played a mobster on TV. Oh, okay, be the cool. real life manager of the Improv. I think it was the Improv in uh, Las Vegas. One of those big Las Vegas, which I was just at. I was just in Las Vegas. And it's crazy now that every casino has a comedy club. Did, did you go? Did you go to the Improv? Did you go watch some of the the Chuckle Bucket? Who's the guy from? No, I mean, what's the guy I from? Working, but from what about Ray? What's that show? Ray. What about Ray? Ray, Ray Romano? Yeah, what was his show? No, but Ray Romano's in the Irish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, it all comedian. ties in, and he's great in that. Yeah, he's, he plays a serious role. Brad like, Brad Garrett. Like that's the dude. He's got oh, a, Bla- oh yeah. yeah, he's got his own yeah. club there. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the the Comedy Cellar, which is the mainstay, uh-huh. best club in New York, because it's just, it's a hole in the wall. Yeah. But all the logistics are kind of almost perfect. Uh, they have a they have a room at the Rio. Oh really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a room everywhere. Oh, like uh, Hooters Hotel, where I was staying, has a <laughs> you comedy stayed room. At, wait, you stayed, wait, wait. Hold on. That's a whole other episode, dude. You stayed at the Hooters. Yeah. Oh, they call it the Yoho or something like that. <laughs> I say two nights at <laughs> the Palm, and then wait. I want to hear two nights at the Hooters. Yeah. I want to hear about the Hooters Hotel, man. Yeah, it's called like the Yoho, the Yo, the Yoyo or something like that. No, I don't. They rebranded. Oh, it, okay. But, uh, it was cheap. All right. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> But my point is there's there's comedy all over okay, Vegas okay. once again. Let's get back on track. <laughs> like getting back yes. to the Irishman, uh, which is the story of Frank uh, Sharon. Mm-hmm. Am I pronouncing it? Sheeran. Sheeran is Irish. Well, it's Irish Man. That's the name of the yeah the movie. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was Crazy Joe Gallo's birthday right. on April 6, 1972. He was celebrating his 43rd birthday. He's in the club watching Don Rickles. And again, there's that kind of interplay with him and Don Rickles where he's sort of insulting him. And if you think if things don't go right, it's going to go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. But it ends up going horribly wrong for Crazy Joe Gallo yeah. because later that night at Umberto's Clam House in Little Italy, um, he was accompanied by his sister, his wife, his daughter, and his bodyguard when in the Irishman... Frank Sheeran entered and shot him dead. Yeah. So first of all, in the Irishman, that that chain of events that actually did happen. So uh, uh, he did see Don Rickles that night, but 
There's people that say that uh, Frank. There was several people that came in and gunned it down. It wasn't just Frank Sheeran. In the same way that uh, probably other people were involved with killing Jimmy Hoffa. Right. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the Irish. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So don't spoil spoil it for me because I don't know what happens to Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> do, do they find him? Do they find where his body is? Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's he's right. in Hawaii. He's, he's okay. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but um, so Rickles actually had a kind of a bit of a relationship with Joe Gallo. Um, I don't know who said this, but for an insult comics, probably best to have more than one protector. Luckily for Rickles, he had the protectors everywhere. The chief among them, his doting mother. Oh, wait, I guess that's his mother. Yeah. No, no, I guess that has nothing to do with uh, 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 crazy Joe Gallo. No, but just, just uh, but there's it does this, has to do about mob people in general. Yeah, so uh, here's a story that Rickles had. I'm at the cabana. I'm working the room. The place is packed. Uh, everyone went up into the lounge in those days before the second show was on. I, I would be out there, and my mother would be with me. She was very strict. She was like a Jewish patent, very strict. So we're in the Copa, and the gallows are there. And my mother walks over and says... The only way you get to talk to my Don is if you put your guns on the table. Guns must be on the <laughs> table, I said. Mom, will you stop it? Will you stop it? I know what I'm saying, she said. Joey Gallo and all his guys put their guns on the table, and I was sitting there with five guys with their guns on the table. Yeah, so. Ah, I see. His doting mother was his protector. Yeah, yeah, doting mother was. That's what he was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, uh, Scott, you want to tell us about this other time when uh, Rickles was playing in New Jersey? All right, this is back in the, uh, I think we're in the 50s and 60s. There's no, actually no date on this story. Um, but Rickles played a gig in New Jersey. He's up on stage. He's singing a song. Apparently he would, he would burst out into song. He, you know, it's, 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 it's an all-around act. I'm a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, he he's up on stage, and <clears throat> he looks out in the audience, and he sees a very beautiful woman out in the audience. And, uh, and then her, her boyfriend, according to him, resents resembles a small gorilla, right? So he just knew. He knew that guy was um, was connected to the mob. So uh, Rickles on stage just goes, is that your wife? And the guy nods yes. And then, uh, geez, Rickles says, she looks like a moose, right? And then and then so. And they probably made this noise. Yeah, yeah. And then he got, he got all mad. So um, apparently what happened was that uh, – Rickles knew somebody back in Brooklyn who told uh, the Mr. Gorilla Man to kind of back off, and then he said, "You're okay." That was that was basically it. You know, he said uh, he was at a, Rickles at a show a couple of weeks later, and he's relaxing backstage, and then the, and the Gorilla walks with with his wife on his arm, and the uh, <clears throat> and the guy says, "Tell me again." To Rickles, he says, "Does my wife look like a moose?" You you pick you pick it up there. Oh, yeah, so uh, like you said, yeah. uh, the guy threatened him, and so Rickles, you know, being connected to the mob through all the clubs uh, he played, made a phone call, and the following night, um, he called him Mr. Charm, the guy who <laughs> insulted, who threatened him. Uh, he returns a completely different man. Apparently, he got a call, and without missing a beat, he puts his ar- arm around Don Rickles and says... You're right. She's a moose. You crazy bum. I love you. You crazy bum. I love you. <laughs> so I guess the biggest connection to the mob and Don Rickles has got to be what? What's Frank Sinatra's middle name? <laughs> Francis Albert Sinatra, man. 
would have to be his friendship with Frank Francis Albert Sinatra. Yeah, because he was like Don Rickles was actually kind of the he was like the the unofficial sixth member of the Rat Pack or seventh member of the Rat Pack. He was like the extra Beatle. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was. He's like George Best. Yeah, George. Martin. Yeah, he was. A, he was almost. He was almost in there. He was almost part of the Rat Pack, but I guess uh, yeah. Joey Bishop and Peter Lawford edged him out. Which is that's kind of sad. They should have let um, Rickles in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there's all these there's these great clips of just you know first like on the Dean Martin roast uh, of Don Rickles roasting Frank Sinatra, and he always does. Like mob jokes right, to, yeah. to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Frank, may I say publicly to you, yeah. is the bomb of the year. <laughs> Dick Haynes would have had a turnout. <laughs> it's all over, Frank. I know you don't like to hear that. It's gone. And there's also this crazy clip of him, like Frank Sinatra guest hosting The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And having Don Rickles on. So so there's a story where uh, 1957, an unknown Don Rickles is performing in Miami. And he looks in the crowd and there is Frank Sinatra along with, uh, you know, a bunch of kind of thuggish looking guys. And back then, like, uh, Sinatra w- was known for, you know, beating people up or having people beating up or just kind of just shameful bullying. Right. And meanwhile, Rickles, he of course is an insult comic. So, uh, he took a swing at Frank and he said, he said, Hey Frank, make yourself at home. Adding hit someone. Yeah. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. So a little bit of tension in the room. Everyone looks over to see what would Frank do? Because, uh, he had like 12 guys with him who, most likely had guns on him. And Rickles' comment was, if he didn't laugh, I'd be on the Jerry Lewis telephone. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but then, since then in 1957, like I said, like on all the roasts and whatever, you just you just see Rickles like uh, just doing mob jokes to friends. Yeah, because he can get away with it. Uh, just like, yeah. Marco Mangananzo was hurt. Ooh. Marco Mangalanzo. Fambino Bombazzo. Two bullets in the head Thursday. He earned yeah, it. he earned and it. So, yeah. which, which lastly brings us like full circle of uh, Don Rickles in the mob when in 1990, in 1995, he, he had a kind of good feature role in what movie, Scott? That was Casino, Harmon. Ah, and what is the movie Casino about? Um, well, I mean, Condor right there, dude. No, no, it's the, uh, it's actually the uh, tale of, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but it's the tale of a casino owner in Las Vegas, kind of uh, as the city grow and his, his casino grew. What was the name of the uh, gentleman? And didn't know it was a quiz on, on that. I can talk about the movie. Uh, edit, edit for yeah. Casino. Robert Nero played him. Somebody, oh, Sam, Sam Rothstein. Oh, yeah, Sam Rothstein. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like his rise and fall as run, the owner of a casino in um, Las Vegas. Also, another notable uh, uh, cameo in that is um, Billy, uh, uh, Joe, Billy Bob. Idol? Joe. Um, <laughs> Joe Bob Briggs. Billy. The, no, the famous uh, redneck um, 
movie guy, Joe Bob Briggs. He plays one of the casinos. Oh, yeah. really? What did, what did he play? He just, he's movie? only in there for like a minute. He plays one of, uh, he plays with the casino manager, and Don Rickles actually yells at him in the scene. It's actually pretty funny. I don't give a shit who he's connected to. Tell him to take his fucking feet off the table. What's he think this is a goddamn sawdust joint? Sir, would you mind taking your feet off the table and put your shoes on, please? Yeah, I would mind. I'm having a bad night. Fucking asshole, butch. Yeah, so you you have Don Rickles as sort of the pit boss in, in yeah, the movie. Mm-hmm. and 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 the casting was perfect yeah. because uh, uh, Martin Scorsese said yeah he wanted to cast Rickles because he was like you know he was considered like a Las Vegas fixture want to give the film more authenticity and Rickles was uh, you know a frequent headliner at several casinos throughout his career such as. The Sands Casino. Did it? Did the movie take place at the Sands Casino? No, it was made up. It was a, uh, a fictional. It was like a fictional version of the Sands. It was called. Ah, it was called ah. the Sahara or something. I think, if I remember correctly. There, there used to be a Sahara. And it was. It was some made like Taj Mahal or something. I don't know, dude. It was some made up one. <laughs> yeah, so it was easy for him to act in Casino because he was basing his performance off, uh, you know, kind of the real people he knew through the years. Yeah, no, pretty a good actor. Enjoyed him in that role. Yeah, there's he did a couple of uh, kind of uh, dramatic roles, didn't he? Don Rickles throughout his career. Yeah, I mean he was in like the first movie he was in was it was that Kelly's Heroes. Well, he wasn't that dramatic in that one, but he was in um, oh. it was like Run Silent, Run Deep, and then he had kind of like a dramatic yeah. role in that. But yeah, he was great in Kelly's Heroes, and that's where he met um, John Landis. The director John Landis was like a production assistant on Kelly, Kelly's Heroes. Really? Yeah. What year was that? that? Like 70? It was like 70s? It was like 70, yeah. Before, uh, before Landis made Schlock? Yeah, before everything. It was like he was a, he was a production <laughs> assistant. Yeah, what uh, Rick Baker was the uh, the special guest oh, man. on Schlock. Yeah, there you go. And they, they would yeah. re- reunite for American Werewolf in London, which is going to be another yeah, episode. Exactly. Another episode soon. Here, here. Great yeah. movie. Yeah, there's great. There's um, Rick uh, Baker has a new book out. Does he? Okay. And he he was just on the pod, the big podcast uh, about a month ago. Okay. Uh, like on Rogan and uh, WTF. Oh wow. So he, he has another guy with great stories. Oh yeah, so, of course. Yeah. So so Scott, um, what is your takeaway on this this small chapter of either you know Don Rickles in the Mob or Don Rickles in the Irishman or just plain Don? Motherfucking Rickles. Man, it's Don Rickles, dude. You know, I've known him since I kind of grew up with him. You know, even younger generations know him as Mr. Potato Head from the Toy Story movies. Man, he's just, he's always just been Don Rickles. Even when you see clips of him from back in the day, you know, he's still got a shaved head and he's still, mm-hmm. you know, bristling with personality and he's still going to insult you. And he's always just Don Rickles, man. He's, he is, he is the, uh, he's a constant, man. He's like um, the speed of light. That's my takeaway. Yeah, and I, and I love like you know like we're talking about like moms, Mabley, just these comedians that worked all the way up to the end, and, and you know same with like uh, Carlin, George Carlin, were just kind of you know re- relevant until the end. Yeah, exactly. And and you know it just uh, I never seen Don Rickles live, but you know I would have loved to see him you know up until you know he was ninety years. old. I know you should see we should have seen him in Vegas at the when the yo yo no what was that the. the <laughs> Bono. Yeah, horrible hotel. Horrible hotel. Don't sponsor us uh, on this podcast. (laughs) So I think that just about does it on the history of Don Rickles and the Mob. And with that, it's time to 
Plug away. Scott, what do you have to plug? I got, I got nothing to plug. Well, I, we do have another podcast. Harmon and I have another podcast. Yeah. Um, Called This is the President, where we go into all sorts of presidential found audio, presidential goodness. And we also uh, we also are mirroring this on our YouTube channel. We now have a YouTube channel as well where you can watch these short clips. Uh, we just uploaded one today of President Gerald Ford reminiscing with the Apollo Soyuz astronauts about clam no, about a, a crab bake. It was, it was kind of a very weird phone call. And if you've never heard President Ford, be sure to tune into this one because, quite honestly, it does sound like there's something wrong with him. So that's this is the president. Uh, did he did he hit his head I on the uh, spacecraft door? Yeah, that's that's this is no. He's calling. He's not on the spacecraft. He's like calling them. Ah. Yeah, that's uh, this is the president, which you can find on YouTube, and this is the president, the podcast, which you can find wherever you find your favorite podcasts with me and Harmon. Um, that's about it. Here, 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 here. And for me, uh, tonight, because I'm editing this tomorrow. Oh, my God. Tonight, December 6th, at the Crane Theater in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York City, USA. I'll be performing my solo show, Harmon Leon's American Horror Story, 8 p.m., Crane Theater. It's all a part of a festival I'm producing this weekend, which features the best of Edinburgh Fringe Festival shows uh, from Max are from New York City. So check that out. And the following week on December 13th in San Francisco at Piano Fight, I'll be doing my classic show, Jokey which is stand-up comedy karaoke in a three-round game show. It was a hit at SF Sketchfest this year. It was a hit at the Kennedy Center oh in God. September. And also the following night, December 14th, I'll also be performing Harmon Leon's American Horror Story, San Francisco edition. So again, both those shows are at 9 p.m. at Piano Fight in San Francisco. Oh, man. And with that... Well, hey... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, for those... This has nothing to do with the mob... Or, but it does have to do with, jo- do with Don Rickles. So if uh, you're a Don Rickles fan out there, and I kind of forgot about this, if you do a quick search on YouTube uh, for Don Rickles and Johnny Carson, have you heard about this, Harmon? No, go so ahead. So basically what happened was um, somebody was guest hosting for Johnny Carson. I can't remember who. It was back in the 70s. And Don Rickles was a guest, and um, there's a cigarette box on Johnny's desk. And while he's doing the interview, Don Rickles is playing around with it, and he breaks it. Right. So the next day they're doing the taping of the Johnny Carson show and Johnny Carson finds a broken cigarette box. And then he figures out that uh, Don Rickles is filming or they're videotaping the uh, sitcom CPO Sharky, like in the studio, in the studio next door. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yep, 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 so he just yep. kind of marches over there and confronts uh, Don Rickles about his broken <laughs> cigarette. But the cameras follow him. So it's kind of funny. So it's just a little, ah, funny. A little TV like history. Cinema DRT. Yep, a little yeah, TV yeah, yeah. history moment. If you're looking for something about Don Rickles, Rickles, but sadly, nothing to do with the mob. Oh, well, that was like a predecessor yeah. of uh, kind of just taking the camera out of the studio exactly. thing that Letterman sort yeah. of uh, mastered. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. And with that, uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. Comedy History 101. And we will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.
Yes, ma'am. I read you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am. This is. Yes, ma'am. This is. This is the present. Hey, everyone. Scott here. You just finished our Comedy History 101 podcast. So you like comedy and history. Then you should try out our other podcast, This is the President. In every episode, I dig up some found audio from one of our presidents and play it for Harmon, who's never heard it before. Then we talk about it. From Truman to Trump, we cover all your favorite presidents and not-so-favorite ones. You can also hear Harmon sounding off about current events and the state of America today. And, if you're lucky, you might be able to catch us reading customer reviews of Trump products on Amazon. You can subscribe to This is the President on iTunes, Google Play, Last.fm, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Just search for This is the President, subscribe, and together we'll make America great again.